Welcome back, MTN Giants podcast. We will preview the Giants at the Miami Dolphins in week number five. The spread has jumped up to Miami minus 12 and a half, which I don't find surprising at all. I believe it opened at like nine and a half, but after how the Giants looked on Monday, obviously you're going to drop a bit. So that makes sense. Miami enters week number five with the highest rated offense in points for and yards overall, the most first downs, the most passing yards, the most net yards per pass attempt, even rushing. Rushing, they're first in rushing yards, first in rushing touchdowns, and first in yards per attempt. So that offense is clicking. Their defense is not as good. They're 28th in points for defensively and 26th in yards. So the Giants should have opportunities to put up points in this game. Will they? I don't know. That's a whole separate question. But if there's a weak place in this Miami roster... It is the defense, and their defense is still a little banged up. I mean, Jalen Phillips is questionable. We'll see if he plays. Of course, Jalen Ramsey has not played yet this year, and that will not happen this week, obviously. But overall, they still have some good names on there. Bradley Chubb, I mentioned Jalen Phillips, Javon Holland, Deshaun Elliott, Christian Wilkins, and even, you know, Zayvon Howard. Of course, he's had his moments. He's had some really good years. He's been tailing off a bit the last couple years, but still a respectable corner in this league. No big injuries for the Dolphins. Robert Jones, who I believe is a backup offensive lineman, has been ruled out. Nick Needham, who has not played yet this year, I believe. He's still out in this game. I mentioned Jalen Phillips' oblique injury. He's questionable. Connor Williams, a groin injury, questionable. So that could take a hit to their offensive line. Uh, Braxton Berrios to Sean Elliott were full practices or full participants on Friday. They should be good to go. For the Giants, Shane Lemieux is out with a groin injury. John Michael Schmitz is out with the same shoulder he injured on Monday. Um, Andrew Thomas still out for, what, the fourth straight game now? Ever since, you know, the week one injury, he has not played. Saquon seems like a true game-time decision. I don't know if I would, like, rush him back, obviously, but we'll see. I know some Giants fans think that Saquon's played his last game as a Giant, That seems a bit dramatic. I don't think that's going to happen, but I guess crazier things have happened. Speaking of trades, the Dolphins traded for Chase Claypool today, and I just ironically made a video about him last week with the title, What Happened to Chase Claypool? Because his first two years were very good, but ever since then, he's not been the same guy. So he was traded to Miami today for like a six-round pick swap or something. Uh, Mike McDaniel likes his speed. He won't play in this game, obviously, but maybe he makes an impact for Miami going forward. Um, A lot of other guys are questionable slash unspecified. It's labeled as for the Giants. Bellinger, Brightwell, McKeithen, Ojolari, as usual, is on here. Evan Neal, hand and ankle injury. Wandale Robinson, Micah McFadden. I'm not expecting any of those guys to miss, but you never know. Evan Neal, by the way, speaking about Evan Neal, I mean, we we all saw his comments about what he said and talking about how he's not caring about what the fans say and calling people, um, what, cheeseburger flippers or something. I don't even know what he said, but just something weird like that. Personally, it doesn't bother me, but I feel like sometimes athletes say things that they don't truly mean. They're just frustrated. And, you know, I, I would try to be nicer to the fans because at the end of the day, the fans are the reason you get paid so much money. <laughs> like people like, you know, me and you are the reasons that these players make so much money. It helps. I mean, of course, there's billion dollar owners and whatnot, but the fans at the end of the day 
kind of drive this league. So when you have a player coming at the fan base, it's not a good thing. If this somehow makes Evan Neal play much better and plays like the you know seventh overall pick he was drafted to be, then that's fine with me. But if he says this and it you know gets even worse or he gets worse as a player, not going to age well because then maybe he'll be flipping burgers in a few years, but hopefully not. So that's pretty much it for injuries. Of course, we know about Miami's offense, how good they are. Kind of brushed on that or touched up on that. Um, this is Miami's second home game of the entire season. It's only week five, but still. Um, second home game in five weeks. The first home game for the Dolphins, they happen to score 70 points on the Denver Broncos, who um, might be one of the few defenses that is worse than the Giants. But the Giants' defense ain't much better. So if I had to guess, I would assume that the Dolphins score somewhere in the mid-30s. Would not be shocked. The Giants' run defense has not been good this year. They have a rookie running back, Devon A-Chan, not A-Chain, A-Chan, who the last two weeks just feels like every other time he touches the ball, it goes for like 30 to 50 yards. So he's been very explosive. Raheem Mostert, despite being in his 30s, is still a good running back. So the Giants' run defense has to be ready for this matchup, but they have not been ready the entire season, basically. Um, pass defense-wise, yes, tough matchups with Tyreek and Jalen Waddle. Waddle's been quiet this year, but we know how streaky he is. I think eventually he'll pop off. And what better than to do that against the New York Giants because their defense has been awful. But overall, we'll start with Miami's offense. I usually go with the Giants' offense first, but they're pitiful. So we'll spotlight the defense first here. I mentioned Tyreek Hill. I'm sure they'll try and get him on the rookie cornerbacks and you just have have a great day against them. Uh, Braxton Berrios is their slot receiver, the former Jet. He's actually a solid player. Berrios is not that bad. He's made some nice plays for them so far this year. He came up clutch in the first week against the Chargers. Um, the offensive line for the Dolphins is not that great. They actually placed Teron Armstead on IR, who was their starting left tackle, the former Saint. Really good left tackle in this league. Definitely top 10. And the Dolphins' offense is different without him. Like, there were numbers last year. I know this is last season I'm talking about. But there were numbers last year when he played Teron Armstead versus when he didn't play. And the Dolphins' offense was completely different. Will it matter if the Giants get no pass rush? Probably not. But still, based on last year's numbers, they were much better when Teron Armstead played. The rest of the offensive line, nothing great. Isaiah wins there. The former Patriot moved to guard. I mentioned Connor Williams at center. He's questionable, but probably should play. Robert Hunt has turned into a very solid player in this league, a former second-round pick. And a guy who I was not a fan of when he was drafted, Austin Jackson at a USC. He was a first-round pick. I thought he was a bit of a reach. But he's been getting better as his career's gone on, so not the worst option at right tackle, who happens to guard the blind side of the lefty quarterback, Tua Tungavailoa. And speaking of Tua, he's been playing amazing. He's actually the number one rated quarterback on PFF. He has an 88.3 grade on the season. And he gets the ball out quickly. He does not give you many chances for sacks. Buffalo had some success last week getting sacks. They took away Tyreek Hill, and they got in the backfield quickly. But the other three games before that, it was tough to get to, um, to Tua. So if the Giants give Tua... Like, all he needs is, like, two and a half seconds, and Tua will find his man. He is so accurate. He anticipates well. He's just a great quarterback in that way. He's not going to, you know, run for 50 yards. He's not that type of guy. But if you give him the right amount of time to throw, which for him is not that much, and obviously these wide receivers can get open in the blink of an eye, 
that's enough time for Tua to make a throw. So if you're the Giants, you got to keep things in front of you and probably play this bend but don't break style of defense. Like I don't expect the Giants to hold Miami to less than, I don't know, 24 would be like the lowest I can see them scoring in this game, which I know football is crazy, shit happens, but I would think Miami scores at least 24 in this game. I'd be shocked if not. But they have to find a way to once... Miami gets in the red zone to hold them to three, bring on Jason Sanders more times than not, and maybe the Giants offense can wake up in a matchup versus this defense, which, as I mentioned, has not been that good. Yeah, the Dolphins have been good. They were undefeated coming into last week, but I just read out their defensive stats in the beginning of the video. They're not that good this year. They were ranked like, what, 28th in points allowed, 26th in yards allowed? Like, they're not that good. So if the Giants offense can muster up anything, there's a chance they can compete in this game. But I have no confidence in the Giants offense whatsoever. So we'll see what happens there. It was nice to see Kayvon Thibodeau wake up last week. He looked fine. So maybe he has, you know, some more pressures in this game. Maybe gets the Tua. Adam Schefter just sent out his uh, big tweet about which players are out this weekend. I don't see any Giants or uh, I see a Giant on here. I saw Andrew Thomas. I see Shane Lemieux, but I don't see any uh, Dolphins on here, so that's a wait and see. They put Tredavious White. Like, why Why have Tredavious White? He just tore his Achilles. Like, come on, Adam, what are we doing? Um. So, yeah, for the Giants' defense, I am concerned. I do think, once again, Miami probably puts up, like, 35-ish, which, you know, maybe it's a bit too much. I don't know, but based on how the Giants' offense has looked this year, Miami probably can score 20. They'll be good. Like, they don't have to do much more, so... It just depends how ugly does this get. If the Giants have better corners and more experienced corners, like, yeah, I, I've liked what I've seen so far from Deontay Banks, but guys are rookie. Um, we didn't see much at all of uh, Trey Hawkins last week. Dory Jackson has been okay at best. Like, he's not been that great. Cordell Flott made a nice, you know, tackle in the backfield last week, but... He historically has not been a great slot corner in his career so far. The safeties have not looked great. McKinney has been overhyped so far. Pinnock has had some rough moments. So guys just have to play much different than they have this year. That's pretty much it. Like the Giants have shown us who they are, I think, last week. And I was saying this for weeks on end, but last week was going to show us what kind of team the Giants were because Seattle was their most equal matchup. Like, yes, the Dallas Cowboys were way better. The Giants should have beat the Cardinals, which they did eventually, but it took the uh, everything everything they had in the second half to do so. But the 49ers were tough. Like That's a much different level of class right there. I figured Seattle was their most equal matchup of the year, and they lost that game 24-3. So that kind of shows us who the Giants are. And even watching like the Bears last night and watching Washington – even those teams are better than us. You know what I mean? So, like, I watched the Bears who were, you know, a zero-win team, and they they almost won a full year without winning a game. And even they looked pretty competent. You know, shout-out DJ Moore, 49 fantasy points. I like that. But they looked pretty good. Like, they were getting after the quarterback. I know Sam Howell threw the ball, like, 55 times. But even those teams looked way better than the Giants have. So that's kind of concerning. I mean, if you want Caleb Williams, if you're, if you're there mentally where you just want to lose out, that's probably a good thing. I don't know where I'm at yet. Like, I think I'd rather just, like, I don't know. Like, I want to look competitive, but I don't expect to win these next two weeks. So kind of like I already accepted that we're probably not going to win these next two games and start out 1-5. and five. And if we get to 1-5, and five, then, hey, maybe I'll be at that point where it's like, all right, Caleb Williams time, let's go. So we'll see what happens there. Um, for the Giants offense, we'll see if they roll out the same offensive line. Um, as I mentioned, there is no Shane Lemieux. 
So maybe it's Izuda, Glowinski at left guard, Bredesen at center, McKeith in right guard, Evan Neal right tackle, which is just uh, yikes. I feel bad for Daniel Jones. But, you know, Bradley Chubb is on that defensive line, Jalen Phillips, um, Christian Wilkins. Like, if those guys are getting after your quarterback with that offensive line, going to be a rough day. So, you know, not to make excuses, but because there, there are times where Jones has time to throw and he just doesn't see it or just flat out misses the throw. So you, you can't solely blame the offensive line, but like this offensive line is just awful. And if you have that type of pass rush going against you, might be a rough day. Um, You know, maybe a, a guy like Jalen Hyatt can get more involved here. As I always said, I'm not too impressed with uh, Paris Campbell. Wondell Robinson played more last week. I did love to see that. He played a bunch more snaps last week, so that was good. Maybe he plays even more this week. Um, Darren Waller, definitely going to get the squeaky wheel treatment. He will definitely see some early targets in this game. It seems like every time a receiver is disappointed about getting targets, the next week he's heavily targeted. And I think, what did Waller have last week? Like four or five targets, and it took like to the late third quarter to see his first one? He had three. Three targets last week. I would assume by the end of the first quarter that Darren Waller will have at least three targets. I could be wrong, but that's usually how this goes. So I expect Waller to have a better game statistically. Um, can the Giants have some big passing plays? That's a big question. You know, So far this year, aside from that one play where Jalen Hyatt caught that post route in the first play of the third quarter at Arizona, there's really not been that many explosive plays for the Giants offense. And I get it. It's tough because the offensive line doesn't block for very long. But listen, I've watched enough Joe Burrow and even Tua to realize that it doesn't take that long to throw a deep route. It takes, you know, a three-step drop and, you know, hit the end of your drop and just let it fly. And, and sometimes it's there. There's a lot of whole shots that Dan- Daniel Jones won't take. And that's just part of the whole processing issue with him. But I don't know if that's even fixable at this point. Anyway, um... Receiving-wise, I mean, the matchups seem kind of tough. Justin Bethel's been playing a good slot corner for them. Zayvon Howard, I mentioned on the outside, they have good safeties. So I don't expect the Giants' passing offense to be great in this game. But, you know, on the season at least, the Dolphins' defense has not looked tremendous. So there is a chance that, hey, maybe the Giants do have some big passing plays. They definitely need it because last week was like watching – paint dry because the Giants would just not throw the ball over 10 yards and they finally did a couple times and I forget what happened I think one of them was incomplete and maybe there was one in garbage time but like they need to let the ball fly like let it go these teams are not respecting Daniel Jones going deep I mean they come out and say it every week so you know make teams respect you go deep and see if it works if not then it is what it is it's better than dumping the ball off for four yards three yards two yards like whatever um getting Saquon back would be big don't know if it's going to happen. As I said, I don't think they'll rush him back. Uh, Matt Breda was not very efficient last week. He had like 14 carries for 30 yards. He was a pretty good receiver last week. I'll give him that. But um, running-wise, was not very good. So the Giants offense, yeah, they'll probably struggle on this one. But as I said, the Dolphins defense is beatable. But I think our offense is that bad. So we'll see. Um I've mentioned this a few times that playing in Miami is very tough, especially early on in the season. Um, the Giants bench will be in the sun. The Dolphins will be in the shade. The Dolphins will most likely wear their white jerseys. The Giants will be stuck wearing the dark blue. So, you know, heat exhaustion and just being too hot 
getting cramps. That's a big thing for away teams early in the season playing at Miami. I made a whole video about it. It's probably the most unfair home field advantage in football. They have not made any type of changes to that yet, but it is what it is. So congrats to the Dolphins for being smart about that. So to make a uh, a possible score prediction for this game, I'll probably stick with the mid-30s for the Dolphins. I'll say 34 for Miami, and I'll say 17 for the Giants. So 34-17, that's what, a 17-point margin of victory right there. Which, yeah, I feel bad saying that, but like even last week, I feel like nobody, well, there was one person in Tim's stream that I was doing on Sunday. There was one person who had like the uh, had the uh, Seahawks winning like 27 to 6 or, or something like that. He was close, so that was close. But aside from that one person, nobody had the Seahawks winning 24 to freaking 3. So, yeah, I'm just going to come out and say it. I think the Dolphins probably win like 34-17 or something like that. Two touchdowns and a field goal for the Giants offense. Seems doable. Maybe some of that's in garbage time when they're down by 20-plus, but we'll see. But, uh, yeah, don't have the highest expectations for this game, but I'm just hoping they look competent, and hopefully the offensive line looks better. Hopefully Jones and the offense takes more deep shots. And hopefully for the defense, as I said, they can force you know a lot of field goals. We'll see Jason Sanders a lot, and maybe you know, the Dolphins won't hang 40 points on us. Time for the week five spread picks. Last week was not good. Five and 10 brings me to 29, 31 and one on the year. That was a shame. Some crappy losses in there. I know Arizona probably should have had that late back door. And my, um, my hot take of the Patriots winning in Dallas was horrendous. <laughs> they lost 38 to three. So yikes. Um, all right. So this week, London again for the Jaguars, but they're technically technically the road team. Buffalo, um, they are five-and-a-half-point favorites in London. I will take Jacksonville. I feel like they're still hitting their stride. They don't look great. Buffalo just beat the crap out of Miami last week, and you know maybe they aren't as uh, potent this game offensively. Josh Allen looked tremendous. So I, I think Jacksonville gets things going eventually. They have the advantage for being in London for back-to-back -back weeks. So I'll take the Jaguars plus five and a half. Steelers are home against the Ravens. The Ravens are four-point favorites on the road. I'm going to take Pittsburgh plus four. I'll arrive with them for one more time. I feel like Mike Tomlin in these situations always comes through. But it should be a close game nonetheless. I'll take the points. I'll take the Steelers plus four at home. Carolina at Detroit. The Lions are favorites by nine and a half. I like the Lions a lot. Now, Amon Ross St. Brown might miss this game, which would suck. It seems like he's not going to play. He didn't practice all week. But I feel like David Montgomery should have another big game in this one. He had, you know, the three touchdowns last Thursday at Green Bay. Should be another big performance here. I don't like what I see from Carolina. Yeah, they kept things kind of close last week, but that was with a pick six. So, you know, Carolina's offense, they can kind of move the ball, but they do nothing in the red zone, I feel like. So I will take the um, the Lions minus nine and a half. For some reason, they put Thursday's game here, but that's over with. Um, Houston at Atlanta, interesting one here. So the Falcons are favorites by a point and a half. I'm going to take the Falcons. I feel like most people will take the Texans, and I feel like Vegas knows more than most. So I'll just take the Falcons minus one and a half. It should be a huge game for B. John Robinson. 
You got to beat them on the ground and control time of possession. And hopefully Atlanta can do that. They cannot pass the ball for shit, but still the run game should be good enough. And Atlanta's defense has not been that bad so far this year. The Saints are at the Patriots. It's a straight up pick them. I don't like what I see in New England right now. I don't like what I see from New Orleans right now. But I have a little more faith in the Saints. I feel like the Patriots are just, it just ain't it right now. I feel like the the Saints are still a pretty good football team. I don't know about the Patriots. They might just be bad. So I will take the Saints in this pick'em to just straight up win the game. Giants at Miami. Miami minus 12.5. I gave my answer there. I'm picking Miami. Tennessee at Indianapolis. And by the way, Miami, I didn't even mention this, but they're coming off a loss last week, like a 48 to 20 loss. This is their get right game. So the Giants are unfortunately right in the crosshairs of a very bad situation, but it is what it is. Um, Tennessee at Indianapolis, Tennessee, two and a half point road favorites. I don't know where to go with this game because I, I just cannot tell what type of team Tennessee is they might either be kind of good or just really bad I guess they might be kind of good so I'll take Tennessee minus two and a half I feel like most people will pick the Colts but I could be wrong because I do like rooting for the Colts I like Richardson he's my fantasy quarterback in a lot of leagues so I will be rooting for them anyway um next we have the Bengals at the Cardinals now before the year started this was probably this probably would have been like a minus Ten and a half for the um for the Bengals. But based on how things have gone this year, right now it's minus three and a half for the road team, Cincinnati. I'm gonna take Arizona plus three and a half. They hung around with the Niners last week for most of that game, got away from them late. The Bengals only scored three points last week. If the Bengals can't score a lot on this Arizona defense, then like, man, that's rough. But yeah, I'll take Arizona plus three and a half. Hopefully it's a close game. Philadelphia, they are at the Los Angeles Rams. It was a plus six for the Rams at first. Now it's down to a plus four. So the Rams are being, you know, heavily bet, I guess, or whatever. I'm going to take Philly. I feel like it's gotten too close now where I'm like uncomfortable taking the Rams. If it was six, I probably would have taken the Rams. I do think this game might be close. Philly has not looked that sharp this year. The Rams have looked pretty good for the most part, or at least surprising. So... Yeah, I just feel like minus four for Philly. I just, I don't know. I'll I'll take the Eagles, but I don't love it. Kansas City at Minnesota. Kansas City's favorites by three and a half. I'm going to take Minnesota as the three and a half point underdog at home. Should be a high scoring game here. Um, Kirk Cousins at home this year has been phenomenal. He's been like one of the best quarterbacks in the league. That offense moves the ball well. Kansas City's defense has been impressive so far, but I feel like, once again, the Vikings' offense at home is pretty different, so I'll take them plus three and a half. The Jets are at Denver. Would have been great if Rodgers played. Unfortunately, that's not going to happen. But the Jets are two and a half point underdogs on the road. Nathaniel Hackett makes his return to Denver, probably to some booze. I'm sure they won't announce him on the uh, PA system anyway, but still. Um, I'll take the Jets plus two and a half. I don't know. Zach Wilson looked better last week. Denver had that late comeback win. The Jets just fell short. I feel like the Jets, they kind of need this more. I mean, they have the same record, but still, I feel like the Jets have better momentum right now. So I'll take the Jets plus two and a half, and I think their defense is way better than what Denver has. Dallas had San Francisco, the Sunday nighter. This should be a great game. 
San Francisco minus three and a half, and that's the way I'll pick this one. I'll take the Niners. I think they're still a bit better than the Cowboys. We have not seen Dallas play from behind that often. They were behind in the um, the uh, the Cardinals game, and they did not look too good offensively. So it's a small sample size, but Dallas has been killing teams this year. I doubt that will be the case in this one. San Fran has looked pretty damn unbeatable so far. So I will take them as three-and-a-half-point favorites. Monday night is Green Bay at Las Vegas. Las Vegas Las Vegas is favorited by a point-and-a-half, which I don't get entirely. I'm not a fan of the Raiders. I never am, but I just don't think they're that good. Um, the Packers, yeah, they have not been that great, but they have a lot of time off. It's kind of like the Giants last week, how the Giants played on Thursday against San Francisco and then did not play all the way until Monday against Seattle. That did not bode well for the Giants, but for a team like Green Bay, who they have two of their best offensive players still nursing hamstring injuries and hopefully they're fully healthy now, and Aaron Jones and Christian Watson, that offense should be better. I'll take Green Bay plus one and a half on the road. So that's going to do it for the picks this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the video. We'll see if the Giants can keep this game close on Sunday or they get embarrassed for the fourth time in the five games. We'll see how it goes. Hope you guys enjoyed, and I'll talk to you next time.